Welcome to our podcast. I am Draco Six Five. Joining as always by my co-hosts Shuzi and King Sido. How are you guys today? Doing good, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back. Doing pretty good, Draco. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Today we are also joined by a very special guest. Let's give a warm welcome to Pulse XP. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, guys. Thanks a lot for having me on the podcast. Pleasure to be here. You're welcome. The three of us, we uh, have uh, put together some questions for you, Pulse. So let's let's get let's get it via shot. Let's go. So my first question I have for you is: We always like to start off by asking our guests because it seems like everyone has an, inter- an interesting story. How did you did discover Richard Schumann? I mean, my, mine's pretty basic. Like, uh, you know, I started streaming retro and then I ran into some retro streamers that showed me RA and my, my buddy, Mark, that I actually know in real life. He, he was like, Oh, we got to You love achievements on Xbox and stuff. We got to get you this retro achievement stuff. And as soon as I, the first achievement I ever got, I was addicted. I was addicted instantly. So, you know, I just, you know, basically just running into streamers. I had no idea it even existed till what well, let's see I joined the site probably about I'd say 2 years ago now and I didn't really take it that serious at the beginning but you know and then I met Max Game Squad Squad and then seen how how he was into it and I was like you know what I'm going to get into it like that too and then there's my story I mean that's pretty much like how everyone have us started like we never know about what the website is all about and now here we come like we're just super addictive with one achievement this is fantastic. Um, another question I have for you is what is the appeal of appeal of retro achievement for you? Well, like I said before, you know, like I always like getting trophies on on you know PlayStation and Xbox and then I ran it and you know I've always loved retro games so. You know, and then they're like, well, you know, you got all these cool achievements you can get on retro games. And I'm like, I got to check it out. And, and, uh, you know, I started off with, you know, like my favorite games, like Ocarina of Time and stuff like that. And I was like, you know, it's just, it's awesome that we have something to do and to expand our knowledge on games that we already love, you know, on RA. I mean, yeah. Every time we play, like, uh, like even for me, my the first game I play, like you, you, you play Arkham of Time, and I play Mario Kart sixty four. So, like, seeing like those first moments, it's just always amazing. So, do you have like current goals on RA? Like, what what are you working on? Do you like want more badges? Do you have like specific goals you want to reach? I would like to eventually make it to the top hundred. I think that's kind of my goal. I, I don't care to be like one of the top players, but. I would absolutely like to get to the top hundred one day. Do you have any 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 other goal except just to be on top hundreds, or just? Uh, if... I, I want to badge like like in, in my channel. You know, I, I let my viewers pick the games I badge and and stuff. One of my big goals that I have for myself before you know, if I ever stop doing retro achievements, is to badge every Castlevania game that's on the site because Castlevania is one of my favorite game series of all time. I would love to badge every Castlevania game. I mean, that would be a very fantastic goal. I mean, the those Castlevania are pretty damn tough. And I know you have mastered, like, a couple of them, so congrats on those. Yeah, I badged Castlevania three and Symphony of the Night so far. Awesome. Um, also, I mean, I know you specific uh, still a little bit, um, I mean, mentioned a little bit about that, but how how do you decide what game you play on RA? Like, how do you pick them? I know you speak, uh, you mentioned a little bit about that, but... 
Um, I have a dirt, you know, they brought in the channel points thing on Twitch. If you get 50 K channel points in my stream, you can select a game that'll go on a poll that the community votes on and whatever game, when I badge a game, the game that's winning the poll, that's what game I badged next. Even if the I've never played the game, know nothing about the game, no matter how hard the set is, I always play it till I badge it. I mean, that's a lot of, uh, that's a lot of dedication and a lot of, it's a like, I mean, a lot of, uh, not randomness, but um, how can I say that? Like, it can be tough. I mean, some games you never know. It's like, you never know how it's going to be hard, how hard it is. So it's a, it's, it's amazing. I mean, oh, so far you did everything. I think so far you did, you badged everything, right? I've badged every game that's won the poll so far. Yes. That's amazing. Congrats on those. Um, so my last question I have for you, and after that, I'm going to kick off to Sizzle to have some question for you. Uh, what are some of your favorite set that you have played so far on the retro achievements? Oh, my, my favorite set so far ever would probably be either Ocarina of Time or Super Metroid. Both of those sets, I, I gained so much knowledge about the games that I didn't already know. Like I did so much more in Ocarina of Time than I even know existed. I've actually started some Ocarina of Time just recently, but um, I got a few questions for you. Pulse, uh, what are some of your greatest achievements that you overcome in your retro achievements journey? Any particular hard achievements or any achievement sets that stand out from all the rest of them? Um, I, I did I did Contra Hard Corps on the Sega, and that game was a absolute nightmare. You had to like ju just the set was really hard, and I was really proud of myself when I conquered it. There was like you had to beat you have four characters you have to play in the game, and you have to beat every ending with just the regular gun, and having to do that it was you know i played i had it on my saga when i was a kid and you know i never beat the game before and when it got selected i was like oh man i don't know if i'm gonna be able to to do this and well i wound up conquering it that that's those achievements are probably and then like c4 on the lost levels like you know uh and also battle toads some of the achievements the right side of the turbo tunnel on battle toads that was a nightmare i conquered oh, it Battletoads and Contra are like the hardest games, right? Uh, yeah, and then I did Mission Impossible 64. That's like the jankiest game ever, and some of the achievements were just a freaking nightmare, but I freaking... I, I conquered it. Like, there was a speedrun one. Like, have you guys ever played Mission Impossible on the, on the 64? I have not. Yeah, there's some... What, there's one where, like, literally you have to jump on this truck, and, and you have to jump. If you fall on it, you die. If you jump on it, you live. It was so weird. It took me hours to figure it out, but I finally did, and I was really happy I figured it out. Besides of uh, hard achievements, are there any achievements you like like, and uh, maybe some that you don't like mm. in general conditions? To be quite honest with you, I think I, I don't really... The one I hate the most is I'm working on Final Fantasy IX right now. I have to do the jump rope thing a thousand times. I have to sit there, and it takes seven minutes and thirty seconds of just tapping X. <laughs> so it's it's an absolute nightmare. It's what I'm working on right now, actually. Like in my stream is the jump rope achievement on Final Fantasy IX. It's an absolute nightmare. Um, how has achievement hunting changed in the ways in which you approach games? Oh man, it it it's changed the way. Hmm trying to think how to put this without sounding 
sounding off. Um, sorry, I'm kind of blanking out here. That's all good. <clears throat> um, it, it's changed the way I, I've looked at games just like, you know, because before RA on, on the old retro games, it was always about trying to beat the games as fast as possible. Now it's kind of like slowed you down. You have to pay attention to your achievements. That was especially like in a set like Final Fantasy IX. Like you kill a boss, then you miss the achievement if you don't get the, the achievement in the area. Are there any games that you would like to uh, see added to RA? Uh, I've got a couple requested right now. Uh, since... PS1's dropped. Like, I've got The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time Master Quest. I'd love to see that get a set. I've Codelka, it's kind of like the start of the Shadow Heart series. Uh, I'd like that to get a set. I've also Alundra, Load Runner, Star Ocean, the second story. Like, I'm, I'm a big PS1 N64 nut, so I, I freaking... I've really been hard on requesting games for the PlayStation. I'm sure they're, they're being worked on. It's just. They all take time. Yeah, yeah exactly. Especially, you know, on, when you get to the PlayStation genre itself, there's normally a hundred plus achievements on the game. So it <laughs> yeah, a <laughs> there's a lot of them, especially for their RPGs. Yep. Are there any, um, actually, hold on. Uh, are, what are, what is your most proud? What are you most proud of in your journey of RA? Oh, uh, the other day, I well, I was in the top 500, but I already dropped out of it. <laughs> the, but I was really happy when I cracked the top 500 finally. And I'll also be really excited the day I badge Final Fantasy IX because I, uh, I've been working on it for, I'd say, at least two months now. Jeez. Constantly. Yeah. 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 Did, um, um, do you have any rivals? On RA, do you like people who you compete with to stay above. Uh, I wouldn't say there, there's any motivation. I wouldn't say there's anybody that I I compete with. There's sometimes like me. Uh, you guys had Bud Cave TV on. Me and Bud will like we were doing Super Mario Brothers sixty four and uh and you know we just kind of we'll be like oh we're working on the same set you know we kind of race or you know see who can get the most achievements. Sometimes I'll start a set. And like Sarconius, he he'll freaking be like, "Oh, so you're doing that set? I'm gonna do it too." And you know, we'll just try to get it done first, stuff like that. I wouldn't say personally, I don't try to stay above anybody personally, but that there's times like I'll be working on a set and I'll see one of my buddies are working on a set, and we kind of just you know, we, we we run our mouths to each other a little bit back and forth when we take the lead on each other for the set that we're working on. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that there's a bunch of people who have different rivals in that kind of situation. Um, speaking of uh, favorite games, and uh, what's your favorite favorite genre of games? Like, or what's your favorite least genre? My favorite genre, I would say, would probably be platformers or RPGs. My least favorite would probably be. I don't know. I wouldn't say I have a least favorite. You know, there, there's certain games in certain genres that, you know, are towards the bottom of the, of my list. But there's always fun games, even of that genre that come out. So, I I just love video games in general, man. It's not, I don't really have a least favorite genre. Is there any like other? I don't know. Is there another more reason so why you don't like, um, not many genres? 
Um, like, or what I should say is that, um, why, what, what appeals to you more in RPG or platformers? Well, platformers, I think are just like the, the top of like your hardest games. And, and I, and, you know, thank God I was gifted it. I'm pretty good at platformers and, uh, you know, like, and with the RPGs, it's just, I like to, I like to play games that are going to take a while and not be, I mean, I don't know if I, I want them to be two months long, like final fantasy nine's been, but you, you know, I, I like, I like to grind in a game like, uh, like in final fantasy nine, I keep going back to that. You know, it has the chocobo hot and cold and you got to grind and grind and grind to get all the, the treasures and stuff. I really enjoy stuff like that. Like the card games on the Final Fantasy games, the mini games and everything. There's like so much more to RPGs than just, you know, the, the straight turn base. You always get a bunch of mini games. You always get a bunch of stuff to collect. And that's why I appreciate the RPG genre so much. I have not played as much RPGs probably as you have, but um, I'm pretty sure there's going to be a time where I'm going to probably get to them and... Uh... I'm mostly a fan of uh, platformers. Um, Me too. Speaking about platformers and RPGs, um, since they're your favorite, if you could only choose one of them, would be what is your all-time favorite? Oh, it's definitely Ninja Gaiden for a platformer. I love Ninja Gaiden One. It's my favorite Nintendo game. Is that harder or less harder than Contra? Because I know Ninja Gaiden is probably a harder game. Ninja Gaiden's easier for me. Because I've been playing it since I was like freaking four years old, and uh, but you know, like Ninja Gaiden took me like I would say it took me about two hours to badge when I first started RA. It took me like two hours wow. because you know I, I know the game inside and out, and I already knew how to do everything. And you know, like I said, I've been playing Ninja Gaiden since I was freaking a, a, a wee little lad. <laughs> <clears throat> do you have a favorite console? at all hmm my favorite console would probably be the super nintendo and i would also say the playstation 2 those are pretty good pretty good systems they're probably uh, i'd say probably weak on my top also got those rpgs and then you got a lot of platformers on snes yep it's it's hard not to say the nes too because you know it's the one i played the most as a kid but i i would give the snes just over the legendary titles it's had on it over the years what's your most frustrating moment that you've had had to experience in a video game hmm. um I, I would say when i started my journey on battletoads because like it literally took me 19 straight streams to finally beat it and i would say learning that game because, you know, I played it, like, maybe once as a kid. Having to learn Battletoads was an absolute, you know, it was it was challenging. And, I mean, I don't know if you've ever played Battletoads, but, like, everything comes at you so fast. Basically, you're, you're, you know you're going to die every time you get to a new level to you learn every little spot that every little enemy is coming from. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, that's all the questions I have for you, Pulse. I'm going to hand it over to Shoot now. He has some questions for you, too. Thanks, Sizzle. And uh, Frank, I uh, I do feel you on, uh, you know, having to deal with uh, playing a Final Fantasy game for a long period of time. So I appreciate you sharing that that story with us. I remember back when I was doing seven and it took me 
about two and a half months as well. Yeah. <laughs> so I definitely, uh, I definitely share some of that, that pain that you've gone through. And um, that is always one of the things that I always appreciate when I watch your stream. You know, I've said this to you obviously off, off the podcast as well, but just the fact that you're willing to just stick it out regardless of the difficulty of a set. You know, there's a lot of people that, you know, eventually there's always that one achievement where they throw in the towel or they just, they, uh, they give up. And that's not something that I, I don't think I've ever seen you do that before on stream. Get frustrated, certainly. I mean, that's a experience that we all share as well, but uh, it is uh, admirable that you're, you're always willing to push through and I can appreciate that as well. So um, anyway, I just uh, had some questions for you. So I guess I'll dive right into those. So um, starting off, kind of switching gears here a little bit. Have you been playing many titles outside of uh, retro achievements these days? Or are you mo mainly focused on retro achievements? Um, I mean, a big part is focused on retro achievements, but I just currently got a PS5 probably a month ago. So I've been playing like, you know, Demon Souls and Devil May Cry 5. And, and I played the new Hitman and uh, the new Spider-Man and stuff. You know, it, it's, it's hard not to play my PS5 sometimes. Gotcha. Yeah. What would you uh, What would you say is your top top title on uh, PS Five that you like the most? Oh, it's definitely Demon Souls. Gotcha. Yeah, I've never played um, Dark Souls or Demon Souls, but I know that those games can be be pretty punishing as well. So it sounds like you're um, kind of glutton for punishment in inside of retro achievements and <laughs> outside <laughs> of retro achievements a little bit. So. Um, that kind of dives me into my next question. You know, we, we talk a lot about <clears throat> the tuning on games relative to modern games. And a lot of people feel like modern games are kind of soft, I guess might be the word. Most modern games are undertuned, as uh, somebody might say from like a technical perspective. And so I kind of wanted to get your take uh, a little bit on... How do you feel about modern gaming in general, as opposed to, you know, what we do every day on Retro Achievements? How do you feel about just the difficulty and kind of the, the overall atmosphere of modern gaming versus retro gaming? Well, as, as modern gaming goes, I've always said that I think the game should take away the, the being able to play on easy because people, a lot of people will just literally select easy. So they, I, I was saying it earlier. How about how like on retro games, I would literally just try to try to like beat the game as fast as possible until I, until I uh, ran into retro achievements. And that's kind of how modern games are these days, because you have the easy, normally you have like five different difficulties you can play a game on. And most of the time you don't even get into the difficult aspect of the game because you just, oh, I'm going to play it on easy, beat it real quick and then put it on the shelf and never play it again. That's always been my biggest problem with modern gaming is that half the time people don't even know how hard a game is because they can just select the easy difficulty and then, you know, beat the game and go on about it. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, one of the, one of the big things is just that I am kind of one of those people that feel like two difficulties in a title isn't enough and three is almost kind of underwhelming because, you know, a lot of the time people will just choose hard and then they don't play normal for example because if you've done hard then there's really no point in normal and so i always felt like four is kind of that magic number 
as far as the difficulty is concerned. You know, there's like an easy and normal, a hard, and then like an extreme that's usually grossly overtuned unless you master the hard and you kind of just progress through that one. Um, so I've always kind of felt like four is that that magic number, but I mean, there's always going to be you know people that are outliers on the graph where they you know they the extreme is nothing to them i'm uh, speed runners and people that do deathless and damage list just for the fun of it not necessarily for the achievements or the kind of people that come to mind um but kind of going a little bit back to your past you know you talked a little bit about i think you said that you played contra hardcore um growing up and you didn't beat it and then obviously you've mastered it on retro achievements now um congratulations on that by the way because that's definitely not an easy set what would you say are some of your other favorite gaming memories from your childhood um i i you know i'm not trying to get all sobby but uh you know i was i had pneumonia one year during christmas and i was i was in the hospital and uh my dad my dad went out and bought me super punch out on the snes and brought it to me in the hospital and you know i just I, I'm a big fan of like Mike Tyson punch out and super punch out the Wii punch out. And I just, it always goes back to, you know, in my memory, just thinking about the first day I got super punch out and, and, you know, I, all I did, I played it nonstop. You know, they, they let me hook my super Nintendo up in the freaking, in the hospital room and freaking, you know, I'm sitting there just, you know, playing video games while, I, while I'm hooked up to oxygen because I have pneumonia and I, you know, I beat super punch out while I was in the hospital. And that's always a, a gaming memory that I'll always have because, you know, super punch out's probably in my top five, you know, I just, I, I really like the punch out games and, you know, in that situation, that's a gaming memory that'll stick with me forever. That's actually, that's kind of a funny story. Cause yeah, I, I can only imagine your, your face when you're just in the hospital and you know, <laughs> you're recovering and then you finally beat this really difficult game. And I don't know if you like, you know, I'm just like picturing you trying to have this. I mean, I don't mean this in a derogatory way, but just trying to have the strength to like fist pump or like raise your arm <laughs> or something like that. So, but um, yeah, no, that's what I've, I've actually been kind of thinking about trying to get into um, some different genres on RA. And, um, you know, one of those being like the Mike Tyson games and maybe some more beat em ups. I'm trying to get back into that and like fighting games. So they're all kind of in a similar orbit not quite the same but um wanted to talk a little bit also about your twitch stream um that's i think what what people know you for uh quite a bit uh you know i'm certainly tuned in a lot people are watching you go through these difficult games on retro achievements and you have quite a community um quite an excellent community i'd say you know people that really have your back uh, people that are super super friendly make everybody feel warm and welcome you have a lot of very skilled players in your stream that are always trying to assist and you know it's it's, it's just got a really interesting vibe to it and i'm hopeful that you know uh with more and more people streaming retro achievements it's starting to become such a great great streaming community it's still a small community you know there aren't that many people that stream retro achievements um i always make the joke that you know there's maybe like I don't know, maybe 20 or 30 people or something like that. I'm just kind of throwing numbers out there, but there aren't that many people that stream retro achievements. You know, if you tag, uh, if you tag, add the tag achievement hunting under the category retro, you always see a few, but it'd certainly be nice if there were more streams like yours that are making everyone kind of 
um, you know, become attracted to the community and just have a general sense of um, community spirit. So you're doing a lot of good by kind of fostering a community like that. And I think everyone certainly appreciates that as well. So I want to kind of go back to how you got started on that. So tell me a little bit more, Frank, about how did you get started streaming on Twitch? Um, it's a funny story. Like, uh, I was I was uh, I was playing Xbox One one night, and and my buddy Murphy was like, "Man, you have like every video game." So he was like, "So you know, he started streaming like maybe three months before I did." And, and uh, same with my my buddy Mark, Epic Empire, who's always in my stream. They always hassled me because you know we always just played video games and cracked up and stuff. And they're like, "With all the games you have, and you know, with your work schedule and your kids are asleep and you're awake." all the time they're like why don't you freaking stream on twitch and and i was like you know what maybe i'll give it a shot and then next thing you know i didn't have a computer at the time or anything i started streaming on my ps4 and my xbox one and then next thing you know i i started building a community i was having more fun than i you know bought the bought my computer and all my stream equipment and stuff and and before you know it you know i i've i've started my my community's you know, it grow. It's been growing, like you said. My community's really cool and very supportive. And I would like to say I got a pretty big RA community now that freaking comes in. But yeah, just it was basically me and a couple friends on the internet playing some something, and they were like, "Yeah, you should. You got the personality for it." They're like, "You should definitely try out Twitch." And you know, here we are, freaking almost four years later. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it's been a journey. And I hope that, you know, I hope that your stream does continue to go to grow, Frank. Um, you know, again, you've really, really done a great service to the community by having a place that everyone can come and kind of feel included, whether there's somebody that just followed you that day, or they're, you know, somebody that's been watching you for a long time, and you have great moderators as well. So it's just it just works. I mean, there's no real other way to say it than it just works. And um it certainly makes my Fridays a lot less miserable. <laughs> like, like um, when I when I saw you playing um, Batman the other day, I was like, "Oh, it's a Frank morning stream." I know what I'm doing with my morning while I'm working, like because I'm um, I'm still working from home, and so uh, just having those streams during the day is such a game changer for me and mixing up the monotony of the work that I do. So I really appreciate that. Hey, no problem, man. Um, you, you know, shoot, you're a proud member of my community, brother. Well, I, I appreciate that. And like I said, um, you know, it just works. I mean, again, you've just got great, great people. So it, it just, it works. So um, kind of talking a little bit more about Twitch here, and it is kind of its own unique atmosphere, especially the retro community. Standing out from the crowd on Twitch can be a little bit of a challenge, especially in retro, because I wouldn't say that it's necessarily saturated. I think retro achievements is kind of its own niche, but you have to stand out in some way a little bit in order to grow your stream and have, have that degree of success that you do. So in your opinion, Frank, what do you feel like makes your stream unique or kind of gives you that extra standout quality that attracts people to the stream? I know a lot of the time on stream, you say that you know, it's just, you just stream and people show up. <laughs> and um, I, I do think that there is that secret ingredient of having a good personality. But what else do you think, Frank, is, um, why do you think people are attracted to the stream and what makes your stream unique? 
I, I think, I think a lot of people are attracted to the aspect that like they'll see me start a game and I won't finish it. You know, I'll go extremely hard on it till, till, you know, I badge it. And, you know, most of, I would say, you know, probably about 80% of my communities are a players themselves in one way or another, regardless if they're hardcore RA or they do it for fun. And people like to see me bang my head up against the wall, doing all this hard stuff and stuff. I'd say that that's, that that's, I'd say that's what pulls people in. Like you said, you know, you, you love coming in and, and watching me struggle for three hours, you know, trying to beat on a Friday morning, trying to beat the Joker damage list and, and me screaming and yelling and cutting up until, you know, I finally get it. And I think that's one of the things that draw people in as well. They see my determination, you know, I don't have the most skill, but I, you know, I, I got determination and I think, I think they, they see that and that's what makes them stick around. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I think it's interesting that you say that because um, you know, that's something that you and I share, Frank, you know, I'm not particularly skilled at a lot of different games. There are a few that I just crush at, but they're very few and far between, but you give me enough time and I'll get pretty good at something unless it's just egregiously not uh, it, it just egregiously doesn't line up with what I'm good at. You know what I mean? Uh, this is uh, something that you have said before that I think rings so true is just that, um, you know, it's not a matter of if you want to, it's not a matter. I'm trying to think of the way that you put this. It's, I, I think you said like something like, um, you know, you can badge anything. It's just, are you willing to put in the time? I think that's what you said. I don't, I think that's maybe what you said, maybe not verbatim, but you said something to that effect. And I think in 99% of cases, that statement is true. I think that if you're willing to put in the time into something, then you will eventually badge it. You will eventually stop making the same mistakes, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of times, depending on what the set is over and over again. And you will eventually see patterns. You'll look up a video. You will do something to move on in your life, whether you hate the game at the end of the day or not. <laughs> you will figure out a way. Um, and that's something that that's something that really pushes me through achievement sets. A lot of the time is just that determination. Like you're one of the, <clears throat> believe it or not, you're one of the big reasons that I do stick with sets for as long as I do. Even when I'm on a point grind or a point kick, it's just because I'm so determined to not be stuck at like 80% of the set done. I hate seeing that, you know? Yep. And I so, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I, I can't like I'm I'm looking at my RA page right now and I see those three achievements for Final Fantasy Nine and it's just killing me. Yeah, I I uh, I'm in a situation where I'm doing a game and I have one achievement left right now, and uh, it requires quite good execution, but it's like I'm just right there and I just don't want to give up. And it's conversations like these or. You know, when you're when you're pushing through at the same time, because a lot of the time when I'm on um, playing retro achievements off stream, it's been a little while since I streamed. I've been taking a little bit of a break, um, you know, just watching your stream and seeing that determination is something that, you know, I want to be able to mirror. And, and I get I get equally as frustrated, you know, <clears throat> sometimes when things are difficult, but just push through, you know, you just either find a way or you just eventually find patterns like you just find a way to do it, because if you have the time, then um, 
eventually you're going to get to it. What that's one of the things also that kind of impresses me the most is, you know, you have a family, you have work, and yet you still have the time to be able to master these, these difficult sets. Um, and I could go on and on about that, but, um, I, another question that I had for you is how do you, I know you, you have people, um, uh, spend channel points sometimes for games to stream. Is there any other way that you kind of determine what you're going to play on streamers at strictly channel points? Well, lately it's been strictly channel points, but, uh, there's a couple games that just got sets that I'm going to throw in and, and play like the, the Japanese version of Castlevania three got a set, uh, the other day and I, I got to tackle that one. And also like a, you know, like any of the cat, I I'd like to make it on the leaderboard for that game. I don't know if I'm going to be able to, cause I, I started it the other day and played it a little bit and I haven't went back to it yet, but you know, it, it's basically if it's some of my favorite games and they get sets or like a variety of their game gets a, a set. Normally I'll, I'll play it a little bit and then I'll finish it on stream. Okay. <clears throat> Interesting. Um, yeah, I did. I think I was watching Castlevania. I think I was watching, uh, we had Max uh, Million on last week. I think I was watching him play the new Castlevania set and he definitely looked like, uh, it definitely looked tough, but he's really, really good. So I'm sure that. It, yeah. It, it'll be nothing. It'll point. be nothing for Max. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's his bread and butter. You know, he's, he's got so many different genres that he's good at. Um, so I'm sure he'll get through it as well, but, uh, what type of games do you feel like make for the best streams, the best content or most entertaining content that your viewers get to, to watch from you? Oh, hardcore platformers for sure. Like, like some of my biggest streams ever was when I was playing Battletoads. Yeah, I, I think I remember when I was watching you play Battletoads a while ago. I can't remember if you... I honestly can't remember if you were doing it for the achievements or if you were playing it on the, maybe the OG hardware. I know you showed the cartridge on the screen, so I'm guessing not. I'm guessing it was emulator, but um, you also do have the cartridge for Battletoads, right? Or am I oh, yes, completely... absolutely. Okay. I, I, I have it. <laughs> so um, there have been a lot of really good moments on your stream and a lot of really fun things to watch. I was there for C4. Um, I was there for, uh, Damageless Joker this week. And again, congratulations on that. What Thank would you, you say? Yeah. What would you say has been your favorite moment that's happened during one of your streams? Hmm. Man, the, the, there's a lot. <laughs> uh, I, I would say one, one of the most recent ones that, from like last year would be, uh, I was doing Donkey Kong 64. And like that damageless King K rule fight took me eight hours. I literally did it for eight hours. I streamed for eight hours straight, try, trying to get that achievement. And when I finally did, man, my chat just blew up because I I was so determined. I wasn't. I would have streamed for twenty four hours. I was not getting offline without beating that dude damageless. It was it wasn't going to happen. And as you know, in Donkey Kong sixty four, you got to fight him with all five Kongs and can't get hit with either one of them. So it's a long fight, a long process and a pain in the butt. And, you know, it's, I think it took me like eight hours and 39 minutes or something to get that one achievement. And it, you know, a lot of it was, I was tired. I was making myself stay on and I was just determined to get it that night. And then I finally, I finally got it. And that's probably been like one of my biggest moments on my stream in the last year, probably. 
Jeez, eight hours. That's that's insane. I mean, yeah, I I feel it. You know, at a certain point, I think there's a little bit of diminishing returns. Like I hate putting something down, especially when I'm close. But I think I can't. I think it was Donkey Kong Country, the fishing game you were watching me <laughs> a while back. I'm just like, it's like one or one thirty in the morning. I'm just like, okay, uh, maybe another one more attempt. And before I know it, it's like three thirty or four. Yeah, it was, it was like six a.m. my time, and I couldn't go to bed till you got it. Like yeah. you were either going to get off or you were going to get it, and I yeah. wasn't going nowhere until you did. Yeah, and I appreciate that. It's just like, and then the of course the next day I come back, I get like in half an hour. So um you know talking about diminishing returns sometimes it's better just to go to bed mm-hmm. <laughs> like sometimes it's better just to go to bed but um no i i mean i can remember a time where i did the power rangers uh game for game boy i haven't mastered both of them master one of them and the boss took me six hours to get the damage list and i eventually did it but it's just like ugh, you know it's like when you're spending that long on something it can definitely be um definitely be that hype moment at the end i dude i i have a recording of me um getting that damage list and just start screaming and yelling and like jumping <laughs> up and down so the the satisfaction of doing a real executing a tough damage list there's like there's like nothing else like that in the world you know there's nothing that gets the blood pumping like that so that's what makes RA so great, man. It, it's like you sit there and you're so angry. You're like, why did they put this achievement in? Blah blah blah. And then as soon as as soon as you conquer it and that you get that feeling, you're just like, man, I love that dev for putting that achievement in the game. I know it's like it's like oh it's like uh just I hate this I hate this I hate oh okay I'm I'm good with this. This was a great <laughs> set. So, <laughs> um, what would you say you've learned during your time as a streamer, Frank? Oh, man. I I learned that there's a lot of people out there that are just as crazy about video games as I am, man. Like, that's the main thing I've taken from... Like, I I never knew there was so many people like me out there until I started streaming. And, you you know, that's that's why I don't think I'll ever... You know, unless, you know, I have to or something. I would never go away from Twitch and RA. is because I've just met so many great and friendly people that are just like me. And... You know, they give the same kind of dedication and and stuff as I do. And, and that's definitely something I've learned from my, my time on Twitch and RA and stuff. Yeah, no, I mean, there's a lot of, uh, <clears throat> there's a lot to learn as a streamer. There's know? a lot of nerds like me out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of people. I mean, the retro community is so unique. Uh, you know, they talk, uh, people talk a lot about this, but the retro community especially the ra community is so unique but such a great uh, mix-up of people that it does make for a lot of interesting conversations like these so um do you have any advice for people who are kind of interested in getting started in streaming but unsure how to get going with it um i would say the biggest thing is a lot of people you you just got to hit the go live button man and go from there like a lot of people just sit there and think about it and Literally, like I can't, I can't emphasize this enough. You can't pay attention to the logistics of streaming. Just go on there with the hopes of meeting new people. Just to have conversations about video games and stuff like that, and go from there. That's all you have to do. Like, you know, I don't pay attention to hardly anything. I just go live, and I set my sights on something like 
you know, like what I'm going to do today on RA or if I'm playing Demon Souls with a buddy or stuff. And I don't pay attention to nothing else. I just focus on my chat, you know, try not to do anything too stupid. <laughs> and, uh, you know, just that you can't pay attention and let things get in your head when it comes to streaming, because if you do, it takes away the fun of it. And once the fun's gone, then you're basically just hitting live and being angry and you don't want to do that. So if there was any advice I could give, it's just get, get on Twitch to have fun and find people to commu communicate with and make new friends and go from there. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I mean, I think that, you know, I'm not a, uh, certainly a big streamer or anything like that. Um, <clears throat> but at the end of the day, it's just like all that trepidation and hesitation about, you know, will people like this? Will they like that? Am I going to be successful at this? Will I be unsuccessful? I think those are all just bad thoughts that people have to get out of their mind if they're going to start streaming. Yep. Um, you know, it's just one of those things where you just, like you said, you hit the, you got to hit the go live button and kind of refine your stream and add little like things and do different things as you go. Like uh, a lot of us use, you know, the achievement tracker on stream and it kind of shows where we're at with things and um, all that type of stuff. But at the end of the day, I think that's good advice is to not go on stream for ambitions of making money or anything like that. Just to have fun with it, have yep. fun with it. And I think, I think if you have fun with it, people will naturally be drawn to your stream. At least that's always kind of been how it's been for me. And I don't like, I have less than 200 followers. So I could just be completely talking out my rear, but I think the reason that, you know, people do come by the stream when they do is just cause they just enjoy hanging out. Cause that's what we all, we all have this passion in common of retro achievements and we just like sharing it with the world. So I agree a hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. Um, how did you come up with your name, Frank Pulse XP? Well, it I, I used to play. I would. I, I used to be a, a semi-pro on Rainbow Six Vegas Two, a first-person shooter, and my name was Pulse. And then I, when I started on Twitch, I was a viewer, and you know my football number was twenty-eight, so I made my name Pulse twenty-eight. And then, and then like uh, my buddy was like, "Well, Pulse XP." is available on Twitch. That way you can get rid of the numbers in your name. <laughs> so, and then I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll do it. I'll be Pulse XP. But it was my, it was my MLG name on Rainbow Six Vegas 2 was Pulse. And I wanted to take that with me. It's been my name for like ever now. I had two names. I had Clutch and then I had Pulse. And, I, and Pulse stuck with me a lot more than Clutch. So that's where, that's how I got my name. Gotcha. Yeah, there's always a always an interesting history behind someone's name and how they came up with it, especially if they've been somebody that's been playing games for a while. So it's always interesting to hear those stories. Um, do you have any favorite hobbies or things that you like to do outside of gaming? Oh, it's just basically anymore. You know, since I'm older and I have three kids, it's just you know do whatever my kids want to do. Like we we've recently here in KY we've we've gotten a lot of snow. So, you know, I've been going outside with the kids and freaking playing in the snow, you know, little, my oldest son, you know, he's starting to want to play sports. So we go outside and we play sports and stuff like that. So like my hobbies are, <laughs> I mean, my only hobby now is sports and, and, you know, video games, because that's all I have time for. And, you know, trying to keep up with my three kids. 
that's gotcha. basically all the time I have anymore. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I mean, I, again, it is always really fascinating to me that you're able to manage so much. And, you know, it seems like your wife um, also is very supportive and kind of, uh, you know, helping you out with things and also plays on retro achievements as Master yep. Tetris, which I have not done. So congratulations to Lauren on that. That is a very difficult yeah, she, set. She's, she's very talented at video games. Like yeah. the first purchase we actually made as a couple was a Wii. <laughs> oh, oh, really? Okay. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. She loves video games, man. And I, I tell you what, days that I'm going to take off streaming, like she will literally just be like, go in there and go live. Like, all right, fine. Fine, I'll go stream. Yeah, I think I think it's everybody needs a best friend like that who's kind of there to just pick them up and um, you know push them push them that much further and be supportive of them. So she's always uh, you know a good good sport on streams as well. And also, like I said, she's she's a gamer and she's mastered Tetris. I have not done that the NES version. That's not an easy one, especially those really really fast levels. So I think I'm like thirty out of thirty seven or something like that. So she uh, was. She was banging her head on the wall on those fast achievements, man. It took her a while, but she stuck. She's like me. She was determined. She stuck with it. She's got three badges on RA now. I better watch out. Yeah. Well, congratulations to her on that. Um, like I said, I I haven't mastered that, so I mean that's that's certainly something that um, isn't easy. That's a that's a tough set, and uh, I'm I would say I'm pretty pretty decent at Tetris, but I'm not that good, not yet. So, um, you know, you talked a little bit about sports and um outside of retro achievements what you're doing do you play any kind of sports a little bit outside of retro achievement or what do you kind of when you're talking about sports can you elaborate a little bit more on that well in, in high school i played football basketball and baseball but when i got out of high school i actually played on a traveling softball team on a men's league softball team and we actually traveled state to state playing and you know they have a a World Series of softball down at Disney World in Florida. I've went there and freaking played in that a couple times and stuff like that. Uh, I've played sports my entire life since I was eight years old. Till I stopped playing softball when, when uh, my wife Lauren had our first son. That's kind of when I gave it up and was like, yeah, it's just time to work and make money for the family. But I, I, I played, I played in an indoor football league for years. I played in freaking. Like, I, I played on a traveling softball team. I've always played sports. Always. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I am I am admittedly awful at sports. I have two left feet. It's probably a genetic thing, but <laughs> I've always been the person that, um, a little bit embarrassing, but um, just being forthright, I was, like, one of the last people to get picked. Anytime there's, like, two team captains, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm going to be last sick. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, it's all – people are just good at different things. You know, some people are just built differently. And I think uh, that just goes back to, you know, being determined enough at something. I mean, even if you're awful at sports, for example, if you play enough and you train enough, you will probably, I mean, fact, factually speaking, you'll never be better than somebody that's just naturally gifted and athletic, yep. but you can still get pretty good, you know? You, you can still get pretty good. So Sports are just, just like video games. Yeah. They're, they, it's it's funny because, you know, there's always this, like, classic trope of um, people talking about sports and saying, oh, video games are for nerds. And, uh, you know, people on the opposite side of the, uh, the spectrum, people that 
uh, are making fun of sports and saying, oh, sports are for meatheads or sports are for jocks or whatever. There's that classic nerd jock yes. trope. But you know, the funny thing is, is a lot of people that are really good at sports love video games. Like they're not, they're not mutually exclusive to one another. Like there's people that do a lot of both that love it. Like I, when I used to play um, <clears throat> World of Warcraft, a lot of people that were in my guild, you know, they would talk about like the NFL and things like that. And I have no idea. I'm one person that I just stick to my own lane because I could not pretend to know anything about sports. But <laughs> I think I think uh, there are a lot of people that kind of over the years have broken that trope, that classic like separationist trope of, you know, people at video games stick to video games, people at sports stick to sports because they they share that commonality of just practicing enough and being good at something, you know. So, yep. yeah, I, I actually got a funny story freaking. I, I remember I was in seventh grade. We're on the bus going on a road game and a bunch of my teammates was was getting on me and yelling because like me and another teammate, we were trading Pokemon cards on the bus to go to a football game and freaking they were just like they were just nailing us, like calling us. Ner- They're like, can't you guys just wait till after the game? And I'm like, you know, I'm not going to see Alex again for like a week. So we got to get this done. All right. Yeah, no, I I remember Pokemon cards back in the day, you know, uh, playing playing with those. I wasn't much good at the game itself, but I just like to trade them and like collect them and all that stuff. And I remember people getting on people about that, so it's funny. Um, tell us a fun fact about yourself. It could be just about anything, you know, something maybe that people might not expect from you. Hmm. I'm putting you on the spot a little bit. I'm sorry. <laughs> a fun fact about myself. Uh, well, I mean, I, I kind of said it earlier. A fun fact is, you know, I, I used to, I almost was a pro at, at an, you know, a, a modern game. I mean, people coming in my stream would never notice how good I am at like Call of Duty and, and like games like that, I guess, you know, because they watch me do nothing but play like retro games like, I'm, I was really involved before I ever found RA. Like I used to play competitive in like any shooter and was really good. And, you know, if I would have had the time, I know for a fact, like I was better than almost everybody at rainbow six that played up on the stage. Yeah, no, that, that is interesting. Um, that you, that you mentioned that because I know of at least one or two other streamers that they started out in, like PUBG or something more modern and then they shifted towards retro and it's kind of interesting to see how their skill set shifted a little bit because you know modern games are so I'm trying to think of a way to put this they're kind of um they're so set up for you versus retro like everything is just like okay figure this out or you're dead oh I have no continues Oh, there's this one, there's this one jump that's literally like freaking impossible that, oh, there's no checkpoints. You know, we're so used to, um, we're just so used to, uh, in modern games, such a certain level of comfort that when all, all four of those walls come down and we're just out in the open and we're just trying to navigate our way through a retro game, at times it can be frustrating but relaxing at the same time i don't I, maybe like it's like that um good kind of anxiety like when you're at least for me when you're driving on the freeway it's like 
fast and it's exciting, but at the same time, it's like, okay, if I hit somebody else, I'm just gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I I don't know if that makes sense to you at all, or that yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, vi- yeah. vibes with you, but just like, um, you know, it, it's it's interesting that you mentioned that you used to play, um used to play like rainbow six and things like that because i i wouldn't expect that of you i i would always take you as somebody because you have kind of that like uh uh old school vibe to you where you just like you know i could picture this person as somebody that plays a lot of um you know play grew up with stuff back in the day and just really enjoys playing retro games and things like that but it's good that you you kind of mix things up and um you have that going on as well what would you say is kind of uh i guess this will be my last question and then we'll we'll kick it back over to mr draco here to wrap things up but um between let's say modern games and retro games what would you say is kind of something that you feel like they both share can be a mechanic it can be just about anything that's equally as punishing in modern games as it is in retro games could be anything like continues um and it could be any and it can you can use a game as an example as well just to kind of make it make it a little bit easier well this kind of ain't what you're talking about what but what like i've noticed with modern the i I think a lot of the developers of games have now realized how popular retro still is and you're starting to get a lot more retro-esque type games now than we did you know like 10 years ago a lot of things are trying to copy the old school like, like like you have Castlevania, for instance, and now you got Bloodstained, which is pretty much Castlevania. It's just got a, a new fancy name, you know. And and like like so, what I'm what I'm trying to say is like you basically re- retro. I I think's really the influence of retro is really influencing the games that we're getting now these days more than it ever has. Is what I, I what I'm trying to say, and I, I guess that's kind of. The answer to your question like like they realized how people like the the busting of the difficulty back on the retro games which i mean well like i'm not gonna lie you know retro games are harder than modern games for sure 100 percent. like th- there's there's no in between retro games are just harder like you're not gonna tell me i mean now you do get some hard games like you get like you got like Mortal Shell. You got like the Dark Soul S games and, and stuff like that of, of modern and or and then you know that's that's really the ceiling point for your well. There's a couple more, but I'm you know I'm just using the Dark yeah. Souls as an example. It, yeah, yeah. But I feel like I, I just feel like that's retro is is showing its face towards the modern games now because they're literally you know like Super Ghouls and Ghosts getting a sequel on on the Switch here soon. And, you know, so, so us little retro guys, I, I think, you know, we, we got some influence. We, we definitely got some influence on stuff because you're starting to see sequels. You had Battletoads got a sequel this year. You had Streets of Rage 4 get a sequel this year or Streets of Rage get a sequel. Yeah, no, for sure. It's fun. It's funny you mentioned that too, because I think, um, you know, they are these large, you know, companies, they are starting to kind of. They are starting to kind of starting to kind of get back on that vibe. I mean, I think you see that a lot in with movies. Literally, every movie is being remade. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's a no. That's a great point. That video games 
are kind of in this interesting renaissance period of like, I mean, I don't, I don't even know to call it a renaissance period, but kind of this period of um, things that are old coming back. I mean, you even have it in the form of consoles with things like, you know, the Nintendo classic, um, yep. the super Nintendo classic. There's a hand. I mean, there's a, there's probably dozens of third party um, different retro systems that are out there. Or yep, retro, absolutely. Uh, remake things like that like there's a retron there's raspberry pi there's you know a bunch of different pie boards that you can put like emulation station on or Laka or like uh, launchbox or any of that kind of stuff so there is definitely this outcry from the community that the um, game development companies are cashing in on and the other point that you brought up that i thought was really great is just that um Retro games being more difficult than modern games, because I, I I think I agree with you, and I think I hear where you're coming from, and just that certainly there are really difficult modern games, but I was just kind of thinking, you know, in my head, for every, <clears throat> excuse me, for every modern game that's difficult, there's like two dozen retro games that are just as <laughs> difficult, if not more, right? Yeah, so absolutely. Um. I, this isn't this isn't like throwing shade on like you know modern games or anything like oh, that. Absolutely it's just, not. It's just the reality of it that um, you know everything's a nice packaged box, and you got your toolkit that you got to work with, and everything kind of just works. And if you do it, you know, pretty well, then you're going to get through it in a modern game. And some modern games you have to do it extremely well, and there's a, a degree of precision to that. But at the end of the day, I just think it's true that retro games are just they're built differently, you know, they're built on a different foundation of game development principles. And I'm not a game developer. I just do game testing. So I have kind of a very low on the totem pole perspective of it. But I mean, you and I have both played enough retro games to kind of have it in our minds that they're designed in a way that they cared less about you know, the player's feelings, I think <laughs> it sounds so bad. Like I'm throwing shade on modern games. I, I'm really not trying to, but I just think that they're designed less on the player's feelings and emotions. Um, and more upon just like making the player have to learn the game and master the game. And that's that kind of ties into yep. retro achievements, you know, and just being such a great, um, a great fusion of the two of even, retro how even retro games that are not necessarily that difficult how can how can we take this game that's not that difficult throw in you know you throw in a death list you throw in a damage list and okay it, it's a little bit more difficult now it's a little bit more difficult to get through this boss uh damage list versus just doing whatever the whatever you want and getting to 50% life and just zerging the boss. If you make the boss damage list, well, all of a sudden this retro game that's a medium difficulty game, it becomes a little bit more difficult. And then obviously the worst of the worst are retro games that were already difficult and then stacking difficult achievements on top of that. That's 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 the uh, the wombo combo, as some people might call it. Uh, and, and, and you're absolutely right with that, like... Like there's there's games that um, there's games that like Kirby's Kirby's Adventure on the NES, for instance. Like you wouldn't think that game's going to be that hard, but there's like 
three mini games that you have to beat on hard on that game to get achievements for that are just almost impossible to do. <laughs> and you're just like, why am I having so much trouble with Kirby? <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah. I, I think like some of the modern games, like you, both of you made some great point, but I think some of the modern game, like for me, like just example for Nintendo, they make like so much like games so easy. Like they make like Mario Kart easier. Something they maybe skip like stories and stuff like that. But if you just like have like achievements to it, like you mentioned, like Deathless or just doing anything of that, it make like really the game more very interesting to do. So that's why we can like, some people like tend to do for going more back to richer games because richer games are like harder and we now we have achievement some people don't know we have achievement with those which is fantastic but modern game has what i mean for me modern games like they tend to be more easier and they tend like to be like just a graphic wise it's just like you took like a, a beautiful graphic wise into the modern games and if you put that into richer with achievements you're gonna be like on a godlight like you know what I mean? Like it's just crazy, but I think they just like they just like to into difficulty, and this wire with the human is way more amazing to doing. Yep, absolutely, I agree. That I mean that that's definitely why I do it. You know, like games, I get challenged on a different level with RA, and it brings me so much. Just the the best thing about RA and Shootsy said it earlier is you know we beat our heads on the wall for ten hours straight at something and then bam we get it it's the best feeling in the world and you don't get that from I don't get it from doing something on modern that way like I don't like I, I pop a Xbox achievement or a trophy on PlayStation it doesn't have the same ring as the RA achievements do to me. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, I, I mean, I never owned like too much like Steam or Xbox or something, a trophy. But if I was not doing it already, I think now would be more likely to try it out. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, thank you so much for being on the podcast with us today, Pulse. Uh, we really appreciate having you here. Uh, I hope in the future we maybe can do a roundtable with you. That would be some, that would be lovely to uh, if you want to come back. Um, do you have any final thoughts or comment that you would like to share with us? Uh, I would just like to thank, you know, you guys and all the devs of RA that, you know, have given us all this enjoyment and, you know, I hope I can keep going on and you guys keep going on. And it's, it's been a really fun, I'd say two years for me since I've been doing RA and I just thank you guys for everything. I mean, you're welcome and thank you again for all the time you, you, you share with us today. So that's all the question we have for you today. To the people at home, thank you for listening the, uh, to the RA podcast. If you liked this episode, don't forget to like the videos and hit the bell to be notified in, uh, when future episodes go live. Let us know in the comment what other guests you would like to maybe see on the RA podcast. On that, thank you so much for listening and see you to the next one. Bye.